0: Welcome to our inaugural first ever Q&A episode. So for the past few months, every Monday on Instagram, I do a Q&A, and sometimes it's topic focused, sometimes it's a free for all, just any topic you want to ask about. But I've gotten everything from postpartum weight loss related questions to routine to pregnancy weight gain to mindset. I mean, you name it. Anything related to motherhood or the postpartum journey, I've probably answered it at some point, but I wanted to do this here on the podcast because I can go a lot more in depth on these answers and give you so much, in my opinion, better of an answer than you can just do on social media. And honestly, it's up for 24 hours and I do save them to some of my highlights, but here on the podcast, it's up forever. So you need to refer back to a question and it is here for you. So I'm excited to do this just to serve you at a deeper level, and it's going to be so much fun. I just love jamming on some of these questions I get. Today's focus is mindset. We're going to be going over mom guilt, procrastination, comparison, having the right mindset for weight loss, so many things. So get excited. This is going to be awesome. Hey, mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight, and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again, and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times. And I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. All right, first question. How to convince yourself. Convince yourself you deserve to lose that last bit of weight. Okay, I'm just gonna be real, right? We're gonna kick it off here real. (laughs) I think this is the wrong question. I think it needs to be less of a convincing yourself that you deserve to lose weight and more of a let's figure out why you want or need to lose weight. Because in my opinion, (laughs) like convincing yourself you deserve something convincing in itself is rooted in this need for motivation. And we all know that motivation ebbs and flows and it's not really there most of the time. So I think we need to do less of a convincing and more of a figuring out something tangible, something deep, that why you want or need to lose weight or those last that last bit of weight that this mama was asking about. Now, finding your why, <laughs> you hear that phrase all the time, find your why, I think it's really cheesy. Um, because it's not really tangible. Like what does it mean to find your why? Like what? Oh, it's my kids. Okay. What does that mean? What does that look like? How can you put that into play every day? I think it's really cheesy and a bit of a pie in the sky phrase that I just don't like to use, but it is important to know why you're doing something and what it's rooted in and what the motives are behind that, because you can latch onto those things and not just this like one sentence, why that you have. So dig down, to the root reason that you want to lose this weight or need to lose that last bit of weight. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's confidence related. Maybe it's just proving to yourself something. There's, there's gotta be a reason. And it probably is health related if you're here, right? <laughs> Listening to this podcast, I'm sure it's related to something health wise. So you have to identify that root reason that you want to lose that last bit of weight. Identify a tangible starting point after that, because you can't figure out where to start until you know why you're starting this or else you're just going to fall off. And then you can identify that tangible starting point that you can get consistent with. And once you're consistent, you don't need to convince yourself of anything. It's not even a factor. So root your why and your reason to want or need to lose weight in something lasting and in habits that you can follow through on like tangible habits. I think when we can actually identify what our deep down reason is, we can start figuring out, okay, how can I apply this to my day-to-day and make it a habit, make it more automatic, make it more routine. And then motivation is not needed, which is such a fleeting feeling. So we don't need to rely on motivation. We don't need to rely on being convinced. And then I want to talk about the second part of the question of deserving to lose that last bit of weight. Uh, Okay. We don't deserve anything. We have to earn it. That's something I believe deep down. <laughs> and um, I, I really think though that this question wasn't about that it wasn't about feeling entitled to losing it. it was more about needing to feel worthy of losing that last bit of weight. And I, that's where I feel like this question's coming from. And again, you need to figure out why you're desiring to lose that last bit of weight. And if there's if it's a and if it's an issue of feeling worthy of it and deserving it because, you don't feel worthy. I think there's probably some guilt or some deep rooted belief that's making you think you should keep it on. And that could be related to like your, your family, how your health, the health of your family is. And maybe if you're the one who loses the weight, like you won't fit into the tribe, the family, uh, it could be, the fact that you're going to be taking time for yourself and prioritizing yourself. And that can bring up a lot of mom guilt, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But I think we need to just take time to process. Why am I using the words I'm using and thinking about the things I'm thinking around losing weight as a mom? Because it does take prioritizing time for ourselves. And it does take (laughs) sitting and thinking and slowing down to realize why we want something. We can't just do, 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 and press forward and be all crazy about how we go about our days because we'll burn out. We have to know why we're doing something. We have to know what holds us back. We have to know what the tangible things are going to be that are going to help us get there. And we also have to know what's going to hold us back. Is it that mom guilt that comes up because I can only work out in the afternoons when my husband gets home, but I want to be there for those few hours between when he gets home and when the kids go to bed and have it be family time, then reprioritize, re- refigure your day. You've you've got to deal with those deeper down things. So things like needing to convince yourself or feeling like you are worth worthy of losing weight and feeling more confident. We won't have those issues come up. And it's not easy. I'm not saying I'm not speaking from this place of like having none of those issues because I definitely struggle with mom guilt and not feeling motivated, and just so many other things, too, that I know you probably feel, but just know that that's a very layered question. And I think it comes from a place of maybe not feeling worthy of losing that last bit of weight because of what it will, how it will affect your routine and other things as well. But just as a reminder, because it can be really easy to get blinded by our mom guilt and not see anything else when our kids see us prioritizing our our health, ultimately you're prioritizing your health. If you're trying to lose weight and get to a healthier weight for your body, when your kids see you doing that, they learn so much more by watching what we do than by hearing what we say. And so when they see you follow through consistently on those actions, it just does, it it does so much for them when it comes to consistency, when it comes to being reliable, when it comes to loyalty, when it comes to self-discipline, which is lacking a lot in this in our generation and in many of the next mm. generations. So just remind yourself when you're feeling that guilt, feeling like you're not worthy of this time for yourself that you are, and your kids are also worthy of seeing that because they need to know that they have, they are worthy enough of prioritizing their health too down the road. So whew, we went real deep on that first one. So let's talk about the next question. Next question that came in related to mindset is what do you do when you're procrastinating on your workout? Well, if I haven't been there before, literally just this morning, <laughs> so my routine is I get up, I get my workout clothes on. This is like five, between five and five 30 in the morning. I get up out of bed. I get my workout clothes on. I go out and make my pre-workout. It's like green tea based pre-workout. So good. And, um, I go make that. And then I sit on the couch and I might listen to a podcast or line up the podcast I'm going to listen to for the day. Um, I drink my pre-workout and then I go out to our garage to work out after I finish my pre-workout. And <laughs> a lot of the times when I sit down, cause I'll, like stretch my back out and my legs and everything. When I'm sitting there, sometimes I'll switch over to like Instagram and post something or you know, I'll just get distracted kind of on purpose because I don't feel like going to work out. I'm procrastinating. Sometimes it'll I'll sit there drinking my pre-workout for 20 minutes instead of like 10. And not that there's anything good or bad about that. My routine's not minute by minute in the morning, but I totally feel that procrastination all the time. So what I do is the first thing, because I'm usually sitting, and most of the time when we procrastinate, especially on going to work out, we're sitting on our butts. So stand up on your feet. This is what I do too. I literally stand up. I go put my workout shoes on, which moves. I'm moving, right? I'm standing. I'm engaging more of my muscles, waking my body up, and it's also putting me closer to our, quote, gym, my garage. Um, And then the next thing I do, especially if I'm really struggling with procrastination, and I'll be totally honest, I... (laughs) refuse to like not work out first thing in the morning before my kids are up because I, I'm i just in a season where with two toddlers, I don't really want to work out with them in the garage. So I have to do it before they wake up. Um, so that's motivating in itself enough for me. But often when I'm also struggling with it, I'll logic myself, aka like think through what my brain is actually doing to keep me comfortable and safe and then remind myself why I feel better after working out. So let's dive into this like brain stuff because it fascinates me and I think it will help you understand procrastination, especially around workouts a little bit better. So your brain is instinctively wired to keep you safe and comfortable. Now you think about like lots and lots of years ago (laughs) You know, we're, and even in like fight or flight situations, if you're in danger or you feel like uncomfortable in a grocery store with your kids and you feel like someone's watching you, you go into fight or flight. And that's because your brain is wired to keep you safe. Well, (laughs) in our day and age, when we have phones and technology and so many things that make our lives even more comfortable than really they need to be, our brain knows that and it wants to keep us comfortable sitting is also more comfortable than standing up and working out and sweating, right? So your brain is just wired to keep you in that comfortable state. If you're scrolling, that's going to be more comfortable than like going and working out and not looking at your phone for 30 to 40 minutes. Our generation, and this isn't like a, oh, you're you're, you're so bad for technology and sitting on your butt. No, our generation was born. And even like in the last few centuries, with seats and sitting and not having to be on our feet as much, Um, but our generation specifically too with phones, we were born into things just being easier than they were a few decades ago or even a few centuries ago. So we have to battle against that instinctual need to be safe and comfortable more. We have to be more equipped. We have to be more knowledgeable about how to battle that instinct because we don't need to give into that instinct most of the time. We really don't. Like sitting and scrolling on your phone through three more posts versus putting it down when your kid's talking to you, right? It's more comfortable to scroll than deal with your, deal with your toddler or your child and what they might be requesting or the whining that they're doing, right? So we just have to know what's actually happening in our brains. And I often find when you're educated about how something, how a process works, you're more motivated and more, it's easier to follow through on doing it. So just knowing the fact that you know now how your brain is trying to keep you comfortable and causing you to procrastinate makes it easier to beat that procrastination. So that, and then if you're still like struggling with it, you're like, okay, I know how it works. I know my brain's trying to keep me comfortable. I want to encourage you to think about what working out will do for you. So you can remind yourself of that. This is part of like logically (laughs) making yourself think through the pros and cons, right? Do a simple pros and cons list. Okay. What are the, the pros of me working out right now? I'm going to feel better. I'm going to feel more energized. I'll be consistent, which will make me more confident. We know those things are tied together. Um, What else happens when you work out? You feel better about yourself. You're probably going to be more likely to lose weight. If that's a goal of yours, (laughs) you're going to get stronger. So many things. There's so many pros with working out. Now it's just a few cons. Okay. You're going to get sweaty. You might get a little sore. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. So like know what it's doing for you. And note, there's so many other things it does for you too that you can be specific with. So do a simple pros and cons in your head and be like, I'm being so silly right now. And my brain's trying to trick me. So I'm going to go work out and stop procrastinating. Okay. i just give you the whole gamut there. So stop procrastinating because now you are equipped. Next question. How do you deal with mom guilt? And this was like two different questions. How do you not let mom guilt take over the whole day? Okay. <laughs> so... The best way I have found to deal with mom guilt is knowing that it'll never be something that I don't deal with. (laughs) I've come to learn in my short three and a half years as a mom that mom guilt will never leave. I think it's something that I'll probably always deal with. Maybe not all moms are that way, but I think most of us are. I think it's something that we'll always struggle with because we're nurturers at heart and we are always wanting the best for our kids and wanting to be the best for our kids, but we fall short of that because we're human and we're not perfect. And so I can just, you can see in that (laughs) dichotomy how easy it is for mom guilt to come up. So what I like to do is just remind myself of that. Okay, like this is going to come up, so let's deal with it, Liz. And I lean back on truth. I lean back on my experiences as a mom, like things that have happened in the past that prove to myself that I don't need to feel this guilt right now. Um, I remind myself of how my boys see me. If I need to do some work while they're both awake and have my computer out or my phone, just like communicating to them. I do try to be intentional about telling them, hey, this is what I'm doing and this is why. And when I'm done, I'll be done. But just knowing that it's okay if they see me working, it's not a bad thing like reminding them of how they look at me and what they see me as, reminding myself who I am in Christ. Um, I remind myself how capable I am as a mom, how much I do care and love and nurture, just like reminding myself of the positive because our brains, uh, do have a negativity bias where we are more likely to notice the negative things. So I try to m- remind myself of the positive and that's not like positive thinking. It's just, I'm trying to remind myself of what's true <laughs> and not so much as how to, how I should be critical of myself. We're way more critical of ourselves than anyone else. So just know that and know that you probably will never not deal with mom guilt, but you are equipped and very capable of not giving into it all day. Um, and how I keep from it taking over the whole day. I definitely have days where I feel like horrible about myself as a mom at the end of the day and things didn't go well. That just is what it is. I have days like that too. But what I try to do when it comes up so it doesn't spiral is catch myself in that thought pattern, catch myself being self-critical and just redirecting my thoughts with intention as often as I need to, even if that's literally every 20 seconds, it's not easy, but it is very necessary. And I also take stuff off my plate. If I'm like really struggling with mom guilt that day what that tells me is I need to be more present and focused on my kids and my needs. And so I take stuff off my plate that I can move till tomorrow. And I do that guilt free because I know that my family and myself, like the relationships in my home are the number one priority. Um, so I make sure that things that don't align with that on a day when I'm really struggling with mom guilt, things that don't align with that. I just say, I can move that till tomorrow. I do that with runs. I do that with, like calls that I have scheduled with people, coaching calls. I'll do that with work items that I need to do life phone calls. I need to make for our family, like stuff like that. I will move to the next day, take it off my plate today. If mom guilt is strong and <laughs> persistent. So I just hope that encourages you because <laughs> it it never goes away and I still deal, deal with it, but it's totally able to be dealt with. So question number four, let's move on Do you ever struggle with comparing yourself to other moms whose bodies do seem to bounce back? Okay. This is a great question because I think most of us moms, our bodies are forever changed from pregnancy and the moms who look like their bodies have gotten back to where they were before kids. God bless them. Like they are genetically blessed and I'm not so much as from pregnancy, but they probably have other things in their life. That didn't bounce back or that they struggled with a lot more than I struggled with. And I, that's just one thing that I always think about is each mom's journey is so different. And I've honestly never really struggled with comparison for a couple of reasons, but I think that has also played into me not really being affected by seeing people who bounce back. I literally just, am like, way to go. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. And this is my journey and that's yours. But a few reasons that it really doesn't affect me and that you can put into play so it doesn't bother you as much too. Um, The first thing, I do the work consistently to care for my body and that in itself just instills a confidence that what I'm doing will get me to where I want to be mentally and physically. Like I trust in the process. I trust, and I'm not saying you don't, I'm just saying I trust in the effort I personally am putting in day in and day out. And I know I'm giving my best that I have to give that day for my journey. And that changes day to day. That looks different week to week, but when you are able to put forth the best effort you can put forth in your fitness and your nutrition on certain days, on the days you plan to do it, when you're keeping promises to yourself, that just grows a confidence that you can't get anywhere else. And that cannot be shaken by anyone else. Woo, that was good. So keep promises to yourself because again, that will instill an inner confidence that can't be shaken by inward or outward roadblocks. So that's the first thing. The second thing is both times postpartum, I set zero timeline and honestly zero expectations around weight loss. I had weight to lose, but I didn't expect it to happen by a certain time. I didn't expect it to happen at a certain pace. I just showed up. Because ultimately, you can't control the timeline of weight loss. You really can't. You can't say, okay, I'm gonna lose two pounds a week for the next four weeks. So I can be eight pounds down. Girl, you might lose three pounds and then zero, 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 two, zero, one, and then gain a pound. Like it can be all over the place. It is not linear. You can only control your actions during that journey. And that's, again, back to point number one. That's what I did. I just focused on what I was doing. All right. Next thing, and this is why I think maybe I have not struggled with comparison much at all. These two reasons actually is I was on teams. I was on volleyball teams growing up and I've played volleyball like my whole life and all the way through college. And I've always been active around other women, like especially playing volleyball, but I played a few other sports too. I did cheerleading actually kindergarten through eighth grade. Would you believe that? I was a cheerleader. Yep. We were good. Um, Can't do that stuff anymore though. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Um, But I've been around, I've been active around other women, literally my whole life. And I think that instilled this knowing in me that different bodies are capable of different things. I think that just helped me understand that at a very, very early impressionable age. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like comparison never became an issue. And I think that was a factor. I'm just speculating here, but I really think that was a big factor in it for me. Um, and then the last thing that really, when it comes to comparison, makes it a non-issue for me is the fact that my time on social media, and you're probably like, yeah, you spend a lot of time on there because you post a lot and you create a lot of awesome content. Girl, my time on social media is literally almost all creation, to be honest. <laughs> like if I scroll, if I scroll, it's for reels. It's I'll click the reels button and it's to get ideas for my own to create. I'll watch stories of people that, I'm close to and that I love to watch stories of, um, I might scroll the feed for like two posts, but most of my time on social media is creation and not consumption. And that can be really hard. If that is like a weak weakness of yours, that's something you turn to a lot to escape. No judgment, no hard feelings. Just know that if you can start shifting that habit away from consumption and not that you need to start like creating on social media, all this stuff, but turn that energy and that effort somewhere else, you'll be way better off, especially mentally, mindset wise. Um, Last question that came in, how do you check in with yourself? This is a super broad question, but I want to dive a little deeper into it because I gave a super, super short answer because check in with yourself can mean so many things. So it can mean mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally. Um, It can be check-ins with like how you're doing and feeling. It can be tangible check-ins with how you're eating or how often you're working out. So I feel like I'm checking in with myself all the time (laughs) in the area that I struggle most to check in with myself with, just so you like, aren't like, she's a robot. She's so good at this stuff. I'm really not. Um, I really struggle with checking in with myself emotionally. I tend to like, I don't want to say I sweep things under the rug a lot, But I do so I can keep moving forward and getting things done. And I'll try to deal with those emotions later on. But it's usually when I'm too tired to like deal with them logically. So just being real. But uh, when it comes to fitness and nutrition, I mean, that's just kind of become routine for me. So I don't really need to check in that much anymore. I plan, I guess it's kind of like on a weekly basis. I plan what days I'm doing which workouts a week ahead. I plan my weeks on Thursdays. And so when it comes to checking in, I just kind of check in with my body. How am I doing? How am I feeling? I do that when I wake up too. How does my body feel? How does my back feel? Y'all know that I've got like a herniated disc in my lower back and it's whenever a doctor looks at the MRI, they're like, they kind of look at me confused. Like, how are you functioning the way that you are? So nonetheless, um, I definitely do a physical check-in daily and throughout the day because I'm really in tune with my body. So I feel like that's just kind of instinctual for me. I don't have to think about doing it. But I definitely do it when I wake up in the morning. I do it weekly when I plan my workouts. When it comes to nutrition and how I'm fueling my body, I check in often like a few minutes after I eat to see how it made me feel. I check in before I put food in my body. Like, is this actually what I want right now? Is this what my body's telling me I want? Or am I doing this out of emotions? I do those kind of check-ins all day, every day. Um, when it comes to emotional check-ins, like I said, I'm not as good about those I'm trying to get better at that. Um, i trying to get better at journaling and just kind of like writing out what's on my heart, what's going well, what I'm struggling with, what's frustrating me. Something that you can do if journaling is not or like just those check-ins in itself aren't habit yet is set an alarm on your phone to check in with yourself physically. How does my body feel? If you have any aches and pains places, I feel like I'm talking to like an 80 year old, but I'm not. You're a mama. <laughs> We're like what? 20s and 30s, right? Um, set an alarm on your phone to check in with like different parts of your body and how they're feeling. Uh, you can journal. You can do it a certain day of the week like I do. I think there are so many different ways you can check in, but I think the best thing you can do is saying, how am I honestly, how am I really With my emotions right now? How am I mentally? How am I physically? How are my relationships? And doing those with intention and like at a time of day or a time of week when you can really stop and slow down. So, like, take advantage of nap time. Yes, do the laundry, pick up the house, take a nap, watch a Netflix show, but also spend like five minutes doing a check in with yourself. It is important. And I think especially if you're struggling, struggling to lose weight. And that's something that you're really focused on right now. So you can just feel more confident, feel better. What I want you to do is start really checking in with how you feel physically before and after a workout. Just do that. Like take 30 seconds before your workout and after your workout to think about how you feel and take a second before you put food in your mouth. And a few minutes after you eat about how that food is making you feel because that in itself is like, some of the best accountability, making you motivated to eat things that aren't or are beneficial for your body like personally. So that's just my thoughts there with check-ins all day, every day, certain times of the week, it just depends on what it's for. And it's really important to do that, but that's basically how I do it. I think part of it's all day, every day, physically and with food and, I'm getting better about like the mental and emotional side of check-ins. Often <laughs> often those check-ins will come when I'm like at my breaking point or like really frustrated. And I'm like, ooh, I think I need to slow down here for a second and see what's really going on <laughs> and like why I'm really frustrated. So I'm a work in progress, just like you. Who would have guessed? So <laughs> I hope that was super helpful today. I do want to remind you that if you're ready to lose weight and actually feel confident, deal with some of this stuff and get to the root issue of what it is that's holding you back in your journey, I created the Weight Loss Kickstart Coaching to address just that. I'm going to teach you which habit to start with, because it's different for every mom, which habit to start with so you can keep weight loss and your journey simple and sustainable long-term. Like I want it, I want it to become part of who you are and just how you show up, not something that you feel like is a check on your to-do list item, whether it's checking in with yourself or eating better or working out more consistently. I don't know what, what it is for you, because that's what we dig into on these calls. In this one-on-one session, we're going to figure out what your biggest struggle is. So we can uncover the one thing that you need to get consistent with first again, because that's different for everyone. But if we can figure we will, when we figure that out on this call, you're going to be able to grow that consistency and your confidence because we know consistency and confidence go together they just play off of each other and build and it is an amazing process so what you're going to walk away with is a two-week custom one thing tracker so you can track your progress and your growth with that one habit so if you're ready to finally get on that road to weight loss and consistency and confidence with simplicity and some accountability from me personally now's your time. I've only got a few spots left for April. So I want you to head to bit.ly backslash weight loss, kickstart call. So we can get you consistent with the right habits right now. Uh, bit.ly is like this, like website shortener. So it's bit.ly backslash weight loss, kickstart call, bit.ly backslash weight loss, kickstart call. And we're going to get you focused. We're going to figure out what that one thing is that you need to start with. So, all of the stuff we talked about today, especially with mindset, starts to fall into place. I can't wait to get you on the path to weight loss and confidence the right way. So I'll see you on that call. I can't wait to work with you. And remember, if you ever have questions that you want answered in a QA episode, check out my Instagram on Mondays. At Mrs. Liz Henderson is where you can find me. I post a question box up there. So ask away based on whatever the topic is. Or You can send in an email with your questions to Liz at MrsLizHenderson.com and I will answer any of those on our next Q&A episode. Remember mama, you are capable and you are worthy of the goals that you want to achieve for your health and for your mindset and for your confidence. It's so important that we prioritize ourselves not as this idolatrous Like, I need to put me first, but because it impacts those around us. And you are worthy again, you are worthy of being healthy. So prioritize yourself and go get after it, mama. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or